Hey, welcome to Razzle Dazzle, a podcast about video games and pop culture with an emphasis on our favorites. All right, it's Razzle Dazzle time. I'm your host, Jerry. I'm Patrick. That's the song guy, Joe. Hello, hello. Guys, man, so before we get talking about what we're talking about today, right? So playing The Last of Us 2, right? Ooh, mm-hmm. boy. So far, pretty fun. I don't know what all the negativity is about right now, but then again, I'm not too far into the game. But right now, it's a pretty, pretty enjoyable game. It's, uh, I don't know how I can compare it to the first game, but it's, I'm just having fun. No spoilers, because I still have to play it. Oh, well, of course. Um, yeah, my PS4 is in the storage unit collecting dust, so I'm watching other people play it for, through, through them. Gotcha. So I don't have, my experience is their experience. And it seems to be pretty good so far. Then again, I'm, I'm only watching, like, the beginning. I've been playing on hard, and oh boy, because uh, when I played the first game, I played on medium, and the, you know, you, I ended up having like surplus of resources all the time. Um, now I'm playing on hard, and I'm sitting there just like l- searching every nook and cranny for some alcohol or gauze so I can make a med kit. Just like, please, please. <laughs> uh, so, so fun though, because everybody, everybody feels deadly, which just makes it even more fun because it's like. It's it's like actual survival. Oh boy, it's it's great. I love it. Um, anyway, wait, you guys playing anything? I the last. I mean, not the last of us. Life is strange is free now because of Pride Month, and I just downloaded that, so I'm gonna start playing that again. Oh, wait, it's free right now. The first one, yes. Oh, okay, at least on Xbox Store. Well, I have Life it on my strange, phone. One. I didn't even know it came in mobile. Yeah, you could get it for way cheaper on your phone, but it's not as fun. Well, I got it for zero, but... <laughs> <laughs> I know the the Walking Dead uh, Telltale game used to be on the phone. I don't know if it still is. Yeah, it is. I've played it on the phone, too. That one, That one's a good one. Also, speaking of games, Smite has just new two new three new skins for characters based off of Avatar characters. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! You Did mentioned you guys that. see that? I didn't see it, but you mentioned it. Uh, but it's really cool. It's really well done. Um, who who was it? Who, who are it the, was, who are the peoples? The three characters are Ang, Zuko, and Korra, and ah. they're reskinning old characters. And they did like they went all out. They made sure to like have the the uh, symbols for air and the Fire Nation, like in their special attacks and stuff. It's really cool. Might get me to play Smite again. Joey, in the last episode, I remember you mentioning that you think that Prince Zuko is arguably the protagonist of the series. So I wanted to hear your perspective on that. Well, he's in less episodes. Like, I'm looking at the IMDb page for the show right now. He's in 54, while while Aang is in 64, which is all of them. And, but my argument there is that we see Zuko change the most. We see Aang change, but we see Zuko change more. And I would argue that Prince Zuko has a more interesting story than Aang, if I'm just being honest. He has a more engrossing character arc. The thing is with TV shows is that a lot of them do what Avatar does or etc. where they kind of follow two arcs and then bounce between them pretty often. 
Um, so it's like, while Aang is like the clear protagonist, he's the one everyone follows and wants to succeed, I think Zuko adds the most to the story. Um, oh, definitely. So I he's more he's more like a like a side story for his kind of whole story is like a side story and he's the protagonist of that side story. I think what's great about him though is right from the get-go Zuko isn't just a villain. While yes, he's the antagonist for Aang, he's also battling his own villains. Zuko's up against his father, Fire Lord Ozai, and his father's generals. And the audience might not want to see Zuko capture Aang, but they definitely want to see him battle and beat General Zhao. This leads the audience to root for him, even when he's not yet one of the conventional good guys. It's brilliant. Hmm. Yeah, I guess so. I also liked that one of the reasons I think that Avatar The Last Airbender is superior to The Legend of Korra is that the the villains are more organized in the sense. Because... Mm-hmm. There's three seasons of of Avatar. And in the first season, Zuko, and then in the later half, Zhao are the villains. And in season two, it's it's Azula the whole time. And in season three, it's Fire Lord Ozai. Kind of. The big bad. Kind of, but like also because Azula is still kind of crazy in season, uh, book three. Um. She's she's kind of still got her villain arc. I think it's like a dual villain sort of thing, because uh, because Zuko kind of enters the fold as like a good guy in book three, and uh, right. Azula kind of becomes his antagonist because like I I still think uh, Zuko's whole thing is like a side story, uh, with him being the protagonist. So I think she became his antagonist, and uh, well, either way, in the Legend of Korra. That it's it's not as connected. There's an evil waterbender, an evil airbender, and an evil earthbender. And that's not really connected. Whereas I think the Avatar Last Airbender has a more linear story and more organized story. Um this might be seen as controversial, but I actually think Azula is the scariest Avatar villain. Because I kind of think that her characterization falls into the nature versus nurture debate. Because, like, she definitely seems like since she was a young child, she had, like, these sociopathic, borderline psychotic tendencies. But I don't think the guidance of her father helped her either. And she just got worse as she got older. I mean, she was kind of just raised to be cruel, is her whole thing. Um mm-hmm. And kind of her her entire motivation is just to be seen uh, as good in her father's eyes. And when she finally gets what she wants and gets like stat like achieved, she she loses her sense of purpose at the end once she gets everything she wants, and then just goes literally insane. Because now now that she leads the Fire Nation, like what's what what's she po- what's she supposed to do? Her entire life stuff was just annoying Zuko or capturing the Avatar and or just being doing what her dad wanted and now she got all that and now she's in the position that she thought she wanted and then she she's still sad her existence is filled there's nothing left for her by that point and not not even her friends are by her side because we saw them turn on her in the boiling rock which was one of my favorite episodes yeah because I mean because she was she was evil 
<laughs> she, she, she was. She's just, she's just cruel. She was raised that way, sure, but still doesn't stop the fact that she's just an awful, cruel being. <laughs> but wasn't she only 14 or 15 by the end of the series? Yes. Oh, that's <laughs> terrible. They... You had to, like, look that up to find that, because I think just a general rule for Nickelodeon animation, they, they animate all characters as, as like, adults slash late teens. So, like... You often forget, wait, Zuko is only 16 years old. <laughs> yeah. And you have to look that up. The only I person think... who looks his age is Aang. Even though he's 112 years old, I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he definitely looks like he could be 12. No, I think, uh, uh, what's, what's her name? Toph. Yeah, I think Toph looks her age as well. Oh, definitely. Um, and I, I, I would argue for at the beginning, like in the book one animation, that Katara looked her age then as well. Yeah, uh, I see that. I think I think she just kind of became more mature as a person, and then that kind of reflects uh, in her appearance. Yeah, and you kind of just subconsciously look at them differently. Sokka, he definitely changes as well. I, I love Sokka's arc. Uh... It's just, it's great because he's like, he's such, he want, he, he's got like such ambitions, but he's also just a stupid kid. Um, but he's really capable though. Yeah. And it's because it's, it starts out with him just being a goof. Like that's all he, like, that's all he wants to do with kind of being a little serious sometimes, but for the most part, he's just a goof. And then uh, he starts realizing that like, he's not really contributing at all <laughs> so so you know he wants to he wants to pick things up change things make things better uh and he kind of goes to kiyoshi warriors where he has a whole arc of like women can't be better than dudes and then guess what women are better than dudes and he learns from that and then just throughout the entire three seasons he just he takes a bunch of different lessons that cause him to go from uh an immature leader like the way a kid would lead to like the way an adult would lead uh, towards the end once he's doing like the major stuff he also learns his place that he is important to the team he is oh, i yeah. think he's the i think he's arguably the most important for the team because he's the strategic mind and they wouldn't really know what to do <laughs> without him yeah, i think yeah. something that's great about Sokka as well is that like every other character has like these powers and he's the only one in the team that doesn't have a power at all He's got the power of the brain, and the boomerang, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. the, and the boomerang ends up. He's a tough up, cookie. Coming in clutch. Uh, man, the 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 last. I'm not gonna like spoil a lot, but just the last episode where he does all the the smart stuff with the with the things. Um, oh boy, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's pretty exciting. Um, he like he 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 goes he goes off on that last last few episodes. Something that I do want to comment on is that I didn't really feel any attachment to Princess Yui. Yue? Oh, exactly. (laughs) The moon. Um, Ah, The moon. They didn't give her enough time to develop as a character. So, like, when she became the moon, I didn't really feel any sadness because I didn't really know much about her. And I think her story was a little rushed with Sokka. Well, TV show. (laughs) <laughs> uh 20 20 minute episodes you know it's kind of 
it's kind of hard to deeply develop a side character. <laughs> yeah, I think they could have just extended maybe her growth by like three more episodes, then you would have felt a little more attachment to her as a side character. Well, they weren't in the water. I'm pretty sure um, they weren't in the Water Nation for three episodes. Uh, they were. They were. Than that. Yeah, there were. There were not too many episodes where they were in that area in the first place. And then they also needed to expand uh, Aang and Katara's whole Katara's whole issue with being treated like not treated equal, despite the fact she because of the fact she's a woman. Uh, then Aang's whole thing to where like uh, he just doesn't he at first he doesn't care about what Katara is going through because ooh water bending um and then uh and then Zuko's whole like ooh I'm gonna infiltrate and kill the fish <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and all that stuff which kind of uh also needs its time to be elaborated on I just think that um Suki is definitely a better um match for Sokka than Princess well- Yue well, we do get more time with her, and also she doesn't turn into the moon. Um, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Speaking of turning into the moon, you guys ready for my game? Yeah, of course. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I just threw together seven very serious, very important to the series trivia questions, right? Okay. Um, and it's, it's kind of speed rounds, right? You only got like three three to five qu- uh, seconds to answer these. So. Let's, let's go through them pretty quick. Right, here we go. First question. In what order does Aang first practice the elements? Water, Water. fire, earth. Okay. <laughs> well, you forgot air, but yeah, other than that, yeah, oh. you're right. <laughs> yeah, air, <laughs> air water, fire, earth, because of his uh, first fire instructor that he doesn't really listen to and then burns guitar. Yeah, George, George Decay. George Decay? John Decay. Huh? His voice by George Decay. Ah, all right, number two, got to go through these fast, right? Uh, the bending styles are themed after different martial arts styles. Can you name one of the styles? Uh, sumo. No uh, idea. No sumo, tai Chi? Tai Chi, yep. Tai Chi is one of them. Tai Chi. Wait, Fuang. actually? Yep. Hey. There's, there's also Hunga Kung Fu, Northern Shaolin Kung Fu, and Ba Guaz Hong. I I forgot to write down which one it relates to what. So number three, what did Cabbage Man do to deserve such cruel karma? Uh, bad attitude. Pessimistic. Sorry. The correct answer is sell only cabbage because every salesman knows you need to diversify your product. It's true. Number four. Doomed to fail. Exactly. Number four. Who was the moon spirit before it was replaced by Sokka's girlfriend? The white fish, right? Yeah. Yep, the Tui, the white koi fish with a black dot on its head. Mm. Number five. Bro, can Rest you believe how fishy. tragic it is that Sokka's girlfriend became the moon? Is that a question? <laughs> yes, this is a question. <laughs> that um, Can I believe it? Well, yeah, it happens. Listen, man, it's it's part of being a man. Sometimes the one you thought you were going to be with turns into a celestial body. It just happens. <laughs> I'm just trying to remember what uh, Prince Zuko said when Sokka confided in him. That's he was rough, just like, buddy. yeah, that's rough, buddy. <laughs> well, I, I do think those are both very good answers, but unfortunately you're wrong. The correct answer is no, man. Nobody ever deserves that for their first relationship experience. I've had worse. 
Uh, number six. The show has various different animal combinations from goat gorillas to turtle ducks. Which animal combination helped Aang the most on his journey outside from Appa? Uh, lemur and... I don't know. It's like a lemur and a monkey mixed together? Bat? A lemur and a bat? the badger mole which is that cool thing that uh june rides around on that can smell everything true but there is one combination of animals which is essential for uh, ang's arc the lion turtle the lion turtle the entire series of this entire show ang is held as a pacifist um kind of not really wanting to hurt people or kill people uh rather um, and then uh, the lion turtle's like, hey, you got this option, man. And he's like, but you got to be strong in heart. And, uh, you know, and- if you look, if you look back at the series, like there's some like imagery of the lion turtle all throughout, like even at the air temple in book one. Oh, yeah. There's they're- like this mural of a, a big, ugly dragon turtle looking thing. They're, they're the ancient ones. They're around for a very long time. Uh, anyways, number seven, right? Cabbage Man did not show up in season three. Where was he? Selling something other than cabbages? He was still in the Earth Kingdom. Um, right? Well, my answer that I have here is after the injustices he experienced with his inventory being destroyed over and over again due to the Avatar's actions, he needed to seek therapy since he believed the universe didn't want him to sell cabbages. He returned to the trade shortly after the events of Season 3, this time wary of the Avatar. Nothing ever came to harm his humble cart, and he became rich and successful. None of this is true, though, but it's what I hope for the guy. (laughs) Aw, that's lovely. Anyway... That was just random seven questions that are definitely serious and totally essential to Avatar. Uh, <laughs> thanks for playing. <laughs> Dope game. Very good. Thank you. Do we... How how well do you guys know The Legend of Korra? I don't think as interesting or just being honest as worthy of our time to talk about that show. I don't know because- much. I wanted to like watch it, but it's not available on like any streaming service. Um, and then not uh, yet. I'm sure it will be soon. Yeah, probably, but not right now. And then um, you can watch it on Amazon, but it's like two dollars per episode for three seasons. That's just, yeah, no. that's like an investment, dude. Mm-hmm. So I I kind of gave up on trying to watch it. Um, one thing that I do want to mention before the end of the episode is the Zuko Katara ship. <laughs> what are Zutara? your thoughts? Yes. No. Zuko um, deserves someone who matches his vibe. And that's who we got. Yeah. They look like a good couple physically. Like, if you look at the two characters, they look like they belong together. Just on eye look, just on appearance alone. But with their personalities, Zuko is more fit for a goth gf like may (laughs) katara is more would be more into a goody two shoes like ang but at the same time because i personally think they'd be cute together but i also like both couples like i love zuko and may but also zuko and katara would be really cute too because i think that katara would balance out 
his fiery personality. No pun intended. I mean, I think we should have Zuko and Hank. <laughs> uh, two, two people formerly hating each other, one trying to capture and kill the other, suddenly set aside their differences and form a bond like none other. <laughs> I haven't heard that trope before. In book one, Aang doesn't really hate Zuko. He just kind of mess with, messes with him a lot. <laughs> yeah, true. He's just like a troll. And uh, Zuko's a edgy teenager, so he's just mad at everything. My my favorite Zuko was T Zuko, right? When he was serving tea, ah, uh, he was such a nice guy. Imagine if he never learned about the Avatar ever after that, and just served tea for the rest of his life. He'd Little barista be boy, happy, he'd still be so happy. I also like to think that the the people in Bossing Say were like, "Hey, you remember that guy that served us tea? Yeah, he's a fire lord now." <laughs> How did that happen? Uh, still serves tea, just as fire lord. <laughs> Uncle Iroh is such an underrated character. Who who underrates Iroh? Exactly. <laughs> Everybody just... loves Iroh. Iroh is amazing. I just I feel like he deserves more credit as a character. He That's does. just me though. He didn't kill the dragons. He's so he's so cool. He's so <laughs> nice. He's way more than that stereotypical old master like Yoda or Mr. Miyagi. He's also I think one of the smartest firebenders cuz like he 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 was willing to learn techniques through other bending styles like the mm-hmm. whole redirect lightning and Oh boy, I think he's the smartest for like by far. Definitely the kindest, and that's where Zuko gets his empathy, which he can't. Zuko wishes he didn't care, but he does. Yeah. His natural compassion nature is what re- it's it's why he got banished in the first place, and that's why his life went the way it did. But in the end, it worked out because he is Fire Lord slash Tea Seller. <laughs> I think Iroh deserved to be Fire Lord. Nope, I don't think that would have would have worked out. I think Wait. he's too nice. The fire the Fire Nation would have been the happiest place. Imagine that, just like after. If, imagine if Iroh had just been older than uh, Fire Lord o- Ozai. Well, I guess he is. He is older. Yeah. Imagine Ozai if, is the youngest. Imagine if Iroh inherited the Fire Nation, right, and then immediately just turned things around, and then the Avatar would have never really even been needed. Just it would have been beautiful. <laughs> can, can we just mention real quick how Korra looks so similar to Katara? Like I know they're not related, yes. but they look very similar. Are they, they are not? from. They're not related. Huh? They're from the same area. I mean, she's from the water tribe, like Katara is. Are you? Are you, think... are you like? Are you? Th- are you saying that all water tribe people look alike, Avalon? No, I'm just saying that like it's weird okay. because she right. is no. I'm... So. I mean, I don't. I'm just. I'm just kind of going off what you said. I don't know. I don't know. And on that note, <laughs> okay. hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Take care. Oh, Wait. you want to come up with a Madam Raz's homework? Um. Okay, no. Madam Raz's homework. If you could choose. To bend any element, what would it be and why? Comment down below. Helium. 
Alright, that's all the time we have for today, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode here on Razzle Dazzle. Make sure to let us know what you think of today's episode somewhere on the internet. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Razzle Dazzle Show and on TikTok at Razzle underscore Dazzle underscore Show. Make sure to tune in every Thursday on the Live 365 app Eagle Radio Station where we are live. Catch you on the next one. So imagine like if you're a helium bender, right? And so just nobody knows. And suddenly like somebody's giving a speech and you kind of just do a little twirl with your finger and suddenly they get like higher and higher pitched voice during their speech. <laughs> then they're just there like, okay, guys, like who's doing this to me? And everyone's just <laughs> laughing in the crowd. That's why I'd be a helium bender. <laughs> <laughs> uh.